box, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two, episode one of Box, Box, Box. I, Tarush, am joined by Karun and Shayon, and we are so glad to be back to debrief the 2022 Bahrain Grand Prix, the season opener, and what a race we had on our hands, gents. Initial thoughts. Blistering. Blistering. What I was going to say, one word to describe the race. Challenge was blistering. Can finally follow. <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's well, I guess a great one word, Kroon. Uh, <laughs> we're struggling early in the pod here. Um, and I'll say Joe Guan Yu in one word. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, okay, I think we have to start right at the top with our P1 pole sitter led 55 to 57 laps, uh, Mr. Charles Leclerc. Or Laura Seawinter would say it. <laughs> what are our thoughts? What are our thoughts of Ferrari? What are our thoughts of their chances for the win? What are our thoughts on Charles and Carlos's drive? I mean, we can start with this, right? Like Ferrari, I think it was, it was evident that they started to focus on the 2022 season pretty early on in the 2021 season. So they, they had a lot to kind of show. They had a, I think they had um, a lot hedging on this, on this season um, and, and it's paid off. I mean, they're, they're leaps and bounds among uh, ahead of the front, the front two teams. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the two teams who you could say sacrificed in exactly. air quotes, their 2021 season have evidently made it work for 2022 so far. It's early days. We can't be writing off anyone else to come challenge them. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is so exciting and so good of the sport of Formula One that Ferrari are back competing right at the top. The, the, the Tifosi has just been having a time, man. Monza's going to be absolutely yeah, mad this year. Ridiculous. You know, that might even feed into some pressure for the drivers at some point, too. You know, that's, I've been hearing some, some bits and bobs about um, the Tifosi always being such an emotional group of people. And then eventually, like later stages in the season when things are getting tighter, you know, I put some pressure on the folks. Yeah, I think the Italian media does that regardless, though. I mean, they were shredding them apart last year, even though they knew what the plan was, right? I was going to say, like, you can see, like, the, the difference in uh, tunnel time pretty clearly. Like, I feel like a, a lot of, like, the the teams that were further back are doing a lot better than I expected, right? Like, you can see, like, Haas, obviously. Um, the Alfa Romeo is like doing performing slightly better than like the Alpine, for example, was like a big one that I noticed just like from the tunnel times. So it was a Charles one two with Carlos Sainz right behind him. The trivia question here is what was Ferrari's last pole, last win, and last one two? 2019. Uh... That was, that was the year. I don't know the exact race. It's actually the same race for all of these. It is, it is. Sebastian Vettel's last win in Formula One. Mm. Singapore. Charles Leclerc had pole. Yes, sir. Singapore. Um, we have not had a Ferrari win since shot. 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they've been dropping that knowledge. Every, every single person that's, that's watched, like, has reported on this race has been like, oh, my God, it's 2019 uh, Singapore. It is a long time. It is a long time. Um, what did we think of the actual driver's race? I, I, thought, I thought Charles was impervious. Like, I know that him and Max have had a lot of battles. I mean, shout out 2019 Austria, where they went uh, wheel to wheel. It was an insane battle. 
but also they've grown up together and have been battling for since they were like six years old in carts. Um, I think we have a very, very exciting season in store for us if it's Max versus Charles like that wheel to wheel all season. And they were clean about it too. Like, like Max could have easily been, you know, Max of last year, just pulling out his elbows and trying to shove people off the track. But he was, he was a lot more disciplined this year, I would say, at least in this race. What I will say Maybe. about Max is, is that he has matured, and I think it's too early in the season for him to be pulling, putting his elbows out. out like Shenanigans. Yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, people are trying to get a feel for where they are. Max already yeah. has been complaining about the, the car all weekend and saying that, you know, everything wasn't perfect. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not worth it for him to kind of gamble it all the way on, on, on one corner. He was pretty happy. He said he would be happy with P2, so. Is that Max maturity because he is now Formula One world champion? Do you think if this was last year in the same scenario, he swings it aggressively down the inside or he tries something around the outside? Race yeah. one? Race one. Yeah, I mean, don't I forget T4 last year. It's a good question. Guys. I mean, he came into last year having something to prove, knowing that he wanted to prove that he was a world champion. So maybe it's a little different now. now that he's And knowing he car. finally had a car to do it. Yeah. Whereas here, right, like new car. I, I, think, I do think like, right, Red Bull is like performance wise, like on par with Ferrari. It may be slightly behind. So, like, maybe starting next race on, he'll start getting his elbows out after not scoring any points this week and like having that like mental burden of like, we just threw away like a huge opportunity, right? Like, scoring zero points. That's another huge thing about Formula One, though, right? It's the, the development throughout the season. It's like we, yeah. the, the start of the season is, is really a benchmark for where you can expect for the rest of the season. Like take last season, for instance, there was a huge gap. Mercedes was lagging so heavily that all of a sudden their performance just by midseason uh, just is completely different. So, you know, it's, it's very early on in the season, very early days. And I think, um, one, I hope Ferrari can kind of keep a little bit of that advantage where they, you know, they, the advantage that they showed of Bahrain. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how they, how they keep up with, uh, with Mercedes and Red Bull. Early prediction here. I do think Max is going to take Saudi, uh, just that Red Bull, that Red Bull straight line speed and aero package is unbelievable on the, on the straights. I Ferrari arguably have the best PU, but I think just the whole package on the straights, Red Bull have the best one. So with good reliability, I, I think Max is going to take Saudi, um, mm. but we can get into predictions, uh, towards, towards the end. Um, but Mr. Smooth Operator, any any words for Chile, Carlos Sainz? Finally rated appropriately. Finally, right? I was waiting. No longer underrated. <laughs> no yeah. longer can say it. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was also pretty composed in the in the post race interviews. It seemed like he wasn't completely, you know, content with his performance, and I, they kind of like to see that. You know, it's it's two very uh, level headed drivers at the helm of Ferrari. And I think that's going to bode super well as the, as the competition starts to heat up throughout the year. Well, let me, let me pose it like this. Say Ferrari are the top car into mid season P1 Charles P2 Carlos. Do we see a different dynamic between the two drivers who have had such a great relationship in formula one thus far? I also think it will be closer between the two of them over the coming weeks. Like as Carlos allegedly becomes more comfortable with the car, <laughs> but like, even last year, like track by track, they were switching on performance. And like, assuming that they're, they are probably receiving very similar packages. Like, I don't see any reason why Carlos isn't going to be out competing Charles on some tracks. And he like feels more comfortable with, right? Agreed, agreed. And, you know, I think uh, Mario, 
Binotto. Binotto. That's uh, very uh, Indian. Mr. Binotto. <laughs> He's also very level-headed as well. So I think, you know, as, as a team, the three people that make the biggest difference in the team and, and really drive the, um, I, I the guess, culture. like the feeling within, exactly, the <laughs> so, culture within the team are, are pretty level-headed. So I feel like they have, at least in the first half of the season, we're going to see a very good opportunity for Carlos to get acquainted with the car and, and Charles to also get better. Um, I forgot the interview, but it was like a Ferrari engineer and he was like, yeah, uh, Matias is uh, half Swiss, so he's super lovely. So he's <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have that Latino in him, you know that. Yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, that's 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 enough for the Ferrari and, and almost the Red Bulls. There's we know the well, Red I mean, Bulls package, right? It was just that reliability. Yeah. Mah- Mah- I, I, Red Bull powertrain said you need 57 laps. We'll give you 56. I okay. I have a question for you guys. This Bahrain race. Do you think uh, it's the nature of the of the circuit that allowed Charles to kind of give up first place into turn one and then get it back going into turn four, or do you think that's just a Charles being a better uh, you know a smarter racer in that instance? I think uh, it's the DRS dependent almost. Yeah, the back to back DRS kind of gave him that opportunity yeah. to, to yeah. take that. Right? I think the design yeah. of the track would have done that for almost anyone who was mm-hmm. doing it. I, I think on the first attempt, Charles like. Charles did it, and he knew it worked. And then Max just didn't adapt at all. Right. Yeah. Charles he, also had the better did. line out of T one. Like he had the apex and every time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also the Red Bulls are better at leader breaking, right? So that's kind of one of the strengths of, of the Red Bulls. So I'm sure Max yeah. was just trying to lean into that. Yeah. Our constructors champion of 2021 Mercedes, slow but reliable. Uh, Lewis qualifying P5, George P9, uh, qualified by an alpha and a half, but that discussion will come soon. Also, he is Mr. Saturday, so he's still coming up to grips with that car. What, I, I mean, what is it? Three races, four races until Merck are competing with, with Ferrari Red Bull on pure pace? It took him how long last year? Like, I mean, last time they five, were six below, races. Well, I mean, last year they won the first honestly. three out of four races, so they actually really started quite well. Yeah. I would say yeah. the last time they started on the back foot would be 2018 for Seb, where Seb was leading until, what, Hockenheim? Yeah. the midway to the season. So that, like, 2018 took Merck a half season. Mm-hmm. I'm giving know, them four or five races this year. Listen, you could say four or five races. I think it's going to be a lot longer than that just because of the budget caps now. Also, just like they were talking about the difficulty in actually getting parts printed and sent out and shipped around the world. So I think it'll take a little bit more time for them to be comfortable to the point where they have their own equal bearings in terms of cars and it becomes more of a, a driver yeah. race. But yeah. Their car is also one where, like, to my layman's eye, I can tell that it's porpoising worse than the other ones. Oh, um, yeah. Like, it's, it is violent. Like, it, is, it is violent. And, I mean, a George post-race interview, he was talking about it. it must, he must have had a migraine after that. Yeah. It was uh, – that was violent. No, I, I completely agree. But – I, I just, for, for my fanboy side of Lewis, I will say that three, four races, and Andrew Shovlin puts them right back there. I, That's fair. I do think they'll keep competing, right? Because they're clearly three. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see any other team fighting for three, clearly. With and ridiculously like, they, talented drivers. And exactly. And their drivers are going to be talented enough to figure it out. Even if it's not the most optimal setup, they'll figure it out and still be able to put their car up there 
And I think with good reliability, those two drivers are two who don't really crash. So they will finish races with good reliability and continue to pick up points. Paired with strategy as well. Like, uh, listen, I'm sure strategy. Honestly, for the constructors also, Red Bull taking no points away from this. I think it's going to, it gives Mercedes a great buffer to kind of work on slowly developing the car and make sure they get the car back up to the the, the proper capacity while having that 30 point or whatever buffer it is they got. Yeah. Apparently, the Red Bull just stopped pulling fuel out. Yeah, I think it was a fuel pump issue or something like that. He also had the steering wheel issue where it just would not turn. <clears throat> just lost power um, steering, yeah. I, I actually, I really enjoy Max's team radio because I know he's heated and he's swearing on it, but I think he has really good, great communication skills. Yeah, crisp. Um, especially, especially, I mean, I've always known that communication is key in Formula One, but after watching that DTS episode of Yuki Tsunoda, really <laughs> not knowing how to communicate <laughs> whatsoever for the first half of the season, I just realized like, Max can be heated and swear all he wants, but he gives he gives like dreamly feedback to GP. I mean, of course, we they only highlight the the max heated moments for you know in the, in the actual screen for sure. Exactly. Should um, we move down the field. We should, and we have the great effing Viking comeback. Yeah, let's just everyone find your headphones the, and give the them a wankers, round of applause. The wankers. Not today, Shia. Not today. That's Legends. what I'm saying. Legends. The, the absolute, yeah. I have I have a couple trivia questions here to start us off. Oh. This K-Mag, was it equaling his best finish in Formula One? There are two other occasions where he's finished P5. Uh, Can you name the races? No chance. <laughs> are are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> Go on. Give us, give us, give us something. He's been a half since like 2017 to 2020, so you can name anything in that uh, time period. It's 2018 <laughs> Spa. <laughs> no, but correct year. It's got to be. It's uh, got to be early half of 2018. Early half of 2018, they they came so thinking, absolutely smoking. Was 2018? You're on the right track. You're on the right track. Was 2018 rich energy year or was that 2019? That was 2019, I think. 19, yeah. Okay. Mm. It is first half of 2018. Was it Melbourne 2018? Not Too Melbourne. Early. No, no, I don't think it was that early. I don't Too think it was early. that early. Yeah. One was that early. One was the race after Melbourne. Ooh. I don't know it was Bahrain. I, uh, I knew it was going to... Oh, he loves this track. Yeah. Huh? And Actually, there's one other in the mountains. The Red Bull ring? Was it the Red Bull yes, ring? Yes, sir. The Red uh, Bull ring. Austria 2018 and Austria 20, uh, Austria 2018 and Bahrain 2018. Well, but Haas have had one better result by whom and at which, which race and what position? <laughs> by whom? It's got to be Grosjean. Uh, it's got to be Grosjean, right? It is Grosjean. Grosjean, Bahrain and 2018. <laughs> right year. Didn't he, didn't he podium at one point or am I bugging out? It is not a podium. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That I, okay. To P four, and K Mag had a P five. Okay, was it was Hungara it China? <laughs> it was Hungara <laughs> ring. <laughs> no, brother, the Red Bull ring. <laughs> Which is Austria. <laughs> Went over that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. It was right. Roman Grosjean with a P four in Austria, twenty eighteen. They must have felt 
on top of the world. But, Easily. Bahrain 2022, K-Mag P5, Mick with P11, who I think really could have been in with a shout for points had he not been spun around by Esteban Ocon. And yeah. into one That's tough. But hey, it's going to be a good year for Mick. K-Mag coming out the gates like that is ridiculous. And like the enthusiasm and the energy that he had in the post-race interviews was, it was incredible, man. And he's also just like, Dude. I didn't really realize this before because I guess he's always been asked about like his poor performances. But like <laughs> once talking about like his good performances, he's a very eloquent speaker. Like, he's a, he's a reserved, mature guy. Yeah. And I will say this, this overall, go ahead, Kroon. I was just gonna say they're usually just trying to poke poke at him to like get him to you know, yeah he was like f1's bad like, boy right yeah. because that one interview with nico hulkenberg where they were like you suck my balls no you suck my balls. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i know there was actually a really wholesome moment uh in the like driver's parade or what whatever where they had a fist bump and obviously there was hella cameras around for that <laughs> it, was a, it was a meme but um no i think this bodes well for haas's future because um Kroon and i were kind of discussing earlier that this this means sponsorship. This means further development and money. And, mm. and it's only a matter of when will Haas podium this year. It is, it is. But again, like if we look back to the years you were just asking about 2018, like they came out the gates on fire and they were one of those teams that started to fall behind halfway through the season, right? I'm hoping Ferrari doesn't do that. And I'm hoping teams like Haas don't do that because it's, it's really their time to shine. They've, they've I mean, looked fast consistently, but other cars will continue to develop. It's just they have so much time to develop already. Mm. Can they continue that kind of rate of development? And do they have the right like, processes already set in place for these new regs, right? Um, yep. But I have to say, I trust Gunter to lead them through. I mean, he's, he's gotten them this far with his very risky plan of not <laughs> even trying last year. <laughs> yeah. Very risky plan of getting, of getting rid of all money this year, too. Not that that was in his hands. That was inevitable, yeah. I think the Ferrari power units are just killing it, right? Even up and yeah. down. Oh, like, yeah. Just absolutely killing it. Uh, I mean, go ahead. I was going to, well, I was going to switch the topic slightly saying, speaking of power units, we can talk about Mercedes a little bit as well, because pretty much all the Mercedes powered cars were, were in the back half of the grid. Back minus the, minus the actual team. Yes. yes. They don't mm-hmm. seem to have a particularly strong PU. Um, mm-hmm. well, well, we'll get to the bottom in a second, but talking about Ferrari power units, in P6, Valtteri Bottas, despite his efforts to make it as difficult as possible for himself with, uh, <laughs> with the start. What did he lose? Seven places at the start? Atrocious start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he always started poorly. He, he, he just got he just got surrounded, like, yeah. like enveloped by everyone around him. And because then he started so poorly. Ocon, yes. And then there was the Ocon-Schumacher contact, and then he had to, like, sort out. <laughs> But if you think about his Mercedes starts, there was always like, oh, and that's Bottas with some wheel spin or off the line exactly, slowly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not one of his strongest gear. Yeah. And, and that doesn't really bode well for him in the midfield where there's going to be cars trying to get as many places as soon as possible. So mm. that's definitely going to have to be one thing that he needs to work on. But his race pace is undeniable. Yeah, and what I'm a recovery drive up to P6. I mean, brilliant. Honestly, I had I had pretty low expectations for Alpha going into this race. Honestly, I just absolutely. Seen, I had not seen great things from them, great things from them in testing at all. Nothing. Uh, so I was genuinely surprised by that performance. Yeah. Uh, and and just talking about the Alphas, I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Guan Yu points on debut. Next trivia question: oh, Who yeah. was the last rookie to score points on debut? 
Max. Yuki Sonoda. Bang on, Karun. <laughs> There's been a lot since Max. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Max was I figured one on his Max, debut, so right? just toss Max was, yeah, P10 in the Toro Rosso in 2016. No, but his uh, Red Bull, his Red Red Bull debut, he, Red he Bull won. Debut, he won Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Also in 2016. Well, his debut may have been 2015 with Toro Rosso. Oh, wow. He's been around for a bit now, huh? Yeah. He's ancient. He's like I mean, he came in as a 16-year-old. <laughs> the thing is, dude, as long as Lewis is racing, he's going to look like an 18-year-old. Well, yeah. Who, Lewis or Max? As, no, as long as Lewis is around, Max is going to look like an 18-year-old. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Fernando as well. Uh, but what a race, right? Joe Guanyu coming in. Kind of, kind of derided by the media as not deserving a seat despite mm. being what p2 and f2 and leading the championship for a while i mean there's undeniable talent in oscar piastri but he's he a quality really racer well. raced really well he, he really had a battle well. with albon right if i'm remembering correctly like they had a little tiff and, and i thought he handled himself amazingly yeah i don't exactly remember that exact battle but i mean there's a lot of experience and should be good cars behind them um, with the Astons of Lance Stroll and, and Nico and the Williams of uh, Alex and, uh, and Latifi and the McLarens who are quite a bit further back from him. But like he kept a lot of people at bay. He, he, he drove a clean race. He was extremely gracious in his post-race interview. I thought um, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. I like him. I also liked him from that F2 documentary, so I'm already biased, I guess. But <laughs> Oh, you watched it. How many episodes yeah. was it? I, I watched only the first one about him, and then I didn't get past that, but he seemed like a cool guy. Is it I have to get back to it. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, I haven't seen any of it. I just need to finish Drive to Survive, and then I need to move on to it. <laughs> um, any Anything about Alfa Romeo, or, or shall I move on to our constructor champions? The ones who take our heart, the double points finishers, Alpine. <laughs> Alpine. Uh, pretty solid race out of Esteban and Fernando. Obviously, Esteban had that first lap contact, but uh, entirely his fault. Should have not yeah. done that. But good recovery drive again. Took the uh, penalty graciously. Didn't let it affect him. Very mm-hmm. mature drive out of him. And obviously, Fernando, give him the car, he'll, he'll get it in the points. Otmar, man, he's, he's the magic sauce. Yeah. That's he's, all it really takes. I hope they continue to develop their car. Like, I hope there's a race where, a, they're stri- where they're fighting at the front. Yeah. I think that's the theme. That's generally the theme of this first race, is that there's a <laughs> lot of good stuff that we saw in this race. I just really hope it continues. I just really, really hope this diversity stays with us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like Mercedes and Red Bull figure it out faster. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and we're just back where we start. Oh, yeah. And that's another eight years <laughs> until we have like, you know, yeah. one race that's a little weirdly competitive. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think Alpine has a really strong driver lineup, and I really hope they can deliver on that. Because if not, Alonso, like, is he going to stay? I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely going to stay. He's going to finish out his contract. But past that, it would be, it would be tough to see. Yeah. But um there's there's plenty of young talent who 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 are waiting on to to get into the sport we've talked about the do-gooders the non-do-gooders your williams your mclarens your aston martins yeah we talked about red bull they were actually mercedes power units yeah and then poor pierre gasly they're 
the Red Bull powertrains uh, yeah. power units. Blew up. Uh, three or four, three or four just yeah. didn't, didn't survive. No, but let's just cover, you know, those three teams uh, that were nowhere. I mean, McLaren, guys. Yeah. Oh, come I mean, on. I, I, put them in as, I put them in as my constructor, dude, and that was just – it was. <laughs> Shion, so I mean, you winning, you winning <laughs> Fantasy F1 is like Nicholas Latifi winning the, the, the driver champion. <laughs> you know, as, long as, as long as I got a girlfriend like Nicholas Latifi, I'm happy. Okay. Uh, let's, let's rein it in over here. Okay, it's a PG. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, just devastating for them yeah. to see the growth from 2017 – where they finished, what, P9, the constructors, to P3, to P4, battling. They won a race last year. They have a great driver lineup in Danny Rick and Lando Norris. What and, happened? And it's not going to get better anytime soon, apparently. What I mean, happened between Barcelona and Bahrain? Right. They showed so well. They were showing pace, at least on the timesheets, in Barcelona, right? Like, what did they change? Like, I mean, they were the one team that wasn't porpoising. We were like, oh, my gosh, they've got it all figured out. Yeah. Like, well, Teams are trying to figure out little things on their underbody arrow. Like, they can start actually developing the car properly. I don't and know. They show up, like, obviously Overheating their brakes, yeah. front axle just not working. Yeah. I was, it was genuinely I, disappointing. I, I just did not expect that whatsoever. I don't know if it's a product of the Mercedes power unit in the actual race, maybe, but... I, I, I think know. there's a larger design issue. I like, think it's if, an arrow thing. Brakes, mm. If your brakes aren't working, like, there's something more drastically wrong than like your engine like, which is surprising to me they did mock runs I mean, they were in like 50 60 laps at a time and they, i mean this is that's where this stuff should have come out right i guess it was really yeah. hot in bahrain though yeah or barcelona mr pierre gasly mm. oh, actually before that i would like to shout alex albon first of all finishing above his teammate on his second debut in formula one i was a huge fan of the guy and it was, it was really, it, it, I totally understood why they brought in Sergio Perez and, and it, it made a ton of sense from a business standpoint, from a driver standpoint, but I, I'm a big fan of Alex Albon. And I think given the right machinery, I would love to see him fight for some points later in the year. Absolutely. I mean, compare him to, to George last year, right? he's got the same seat to really develop his, his race craft and, and I guess become acquainted with the sport. Absolutely. Um, I think that's going to do huge, huge things for him. Absolutely. Is he on a multi-year deal? I don't know, because that would even that's just that's such a that's such a point of comfort for these drivers where Alex Albon I'm can really sure it's develop. A two-year deal. I'm pretty sure it's a two-year deal, so it's not like one of those like you have to show. You know how Valtteri just had one-year deals all the time, and he always felt the pressure of I need to perform. So that absolutely, I think I'm pretty sure it's a two-year deal. So I think that'll help him. And now, Mr. Pierre Gasly, one of our favorite drivers, running well in the points. What was he running in P7? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. probably would have up to P6 if without the uh, with the two Red Bull retirements. Great driver, fantastic qualifier. I, I mean, I thought this last year, but he should be actually be dubbed Mr. Mr. Saturday consistently in the in the top six. Um, would love to see him can finish a race in Saudi. Really, that's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, also yeah. if you look at the the post race interviews, he took it in stride. He was actually pretty happy with the performance of the car. Like, yeah, sure, there was there you know there was a critical failure but he was he seemed pretty happy with the performance and i think he's he understands that he's got a good platform for this year i think dnfs are just a part of life for these guys and they they, they yeah. know they're like okay i i couldn't finish this race how can we learn and how am i going to immediately fix it and do better next race 
similarly, he wasn't in second place and, and, and third place, and his car didn't die. <laughs> yeah, that, that one hurts yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when half the parts of that system are shared. His car, teams. exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, but he, he, he'll, he'll be on the podium this year. He will be fighting for a good yeah. amount of points. Uh, I'm excited. Driver. I'm excited for the Alpha Tauri. I think they have a really good yeah. job the lineup, too. I think Yuki's yes. going to come into his own this year. I mean, Norris. when you saw when he started training, when he learned how to communicate, yeah, he he his second season was fantastic, finishing with a P four in Abu Dhabi, um, yeah. career best. Like he, he he will continue to grow and grow and grow, and he he qualified what P nineteen and finished P eight. So great, yeah. great craft. Let's see him. Let's see him improve on the Saturday. Listen, I mean, like that's exactly what I want to see out of Albon eventually too, right? It's like him growing into the sport, and it feels like Yuki's comfortable where he is. He's comfortable with his teammate and his team. And some some drivers just need that, you know. F one is an international sport, so it's it's hard to kind of settle yeah. in there, I guess. So, was very glad to see that out of Yuki. Okay, boys, uh, we're crewing. Go ahead. I was going to switch up say, topics drastically. I was just say I hope Yuki keeps wearing his cute Japan hat. I just love that thing. The backwards hat, yes. <laughs> the, the hat at the bottom is just the red, the red circle. <laughs> um, Saudi coming up, followed by, what, Melbourne, uh, two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Let's hear, first of all, podium for, for Saudi. I'll kick it Max. over to Cheyenne first. Okay. Oh, I was going to say Max Carlos Checo. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry to, to all the listeners out there. It can't be anyone besides besides uh, Charles in first place. Um, Kevin Magnuson in third. So Kevin <laughs> Magnuson in third position. Happened to second. <laughs> uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're thinking. Yeah, it's we're, we're, we're still pondering. And then. Uh, a Mag already podiuming. Okay. Yes, easily, easily. And then Yuki coming in second place. <laughs> he's gonna wear his helmet back are you gonna parlay yeah, all absolutely. those together yes exactly, exactly. <laughs> well here's the thing such a narrow track such big cars right uh there's gonna be like eight finishers maximum so, <laughs> you know we haven't really seen like a crash with these new cars yet and well hopefully we won't we will next week that uh, track is so <laughs> narrow <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go just because i said it earlier i'm gonna stick with a max win uh, I'm going to go with a George Russell second. Wow. And then I'm going to go with a Fernando Alonso third. You're expecting wow. some wild stuff to happen in the next week. This week. Karun. Yeah. I mean, Cheyenne, you said K-Mag was coming in third. That's totally feasible, right? He came in fifth place. Yuki second, baby. Yeah, Yuki second. Yuki second, baby. You're expecting fireworks. Pierre's just going to drive the wrong way around the track and take out everyone else so that you can get second place. That would be the ultimate brotherhood. Um, <laughs> all right, and one w- one wild expectation for for the Saudi Grand Prix or prediction, rather. Let's do let's do a, let's do one wild season prediction. No, no, that was going to be the next thing. Uh, Al- then points. then we go into our season prediction. Okay, okay, all right. Albon points. Okay, would love that. Um. Just because I really need to, because McLaren has financially corrupted my Formula One fantasy team, I need McLaren <laughs> to score some points. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm going to say there's going to be 12 finishers. 
Jeez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You're just looking for carnage right now. Uh, I kind of don't actually like that prediction because I don't, I, I don't want them <laughs> after, to crash. After turn one or like... Uh, we had three DNFs and no one crashed this race, all right? So it's not necessarily saying a DNF means... It's, dude, just watching Saudi last year, I was so nervous for everyone. It's so narrow. Mm. It's so yeah. narrow. Um, yeah, just 12 finishers. I, it doesn't matter if it's crashes or uh, engine failure. But, okay. <clears throat> now I want... We're going to start with uh, driver champion. Constructor champion and wild prediction for 2022. You start, Trish. Okay, driver champion, Charles Leclerc. My my guy. I I think he's such a brilliant, 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 brilliant driver. And it's so fun to see him into uh, a competitive car. Uh, and his racecraft is just brilliant, as this is qualifying pace. Um, so go with Charles Leclerc. Uh, constructor champion, I'm going to say Red Bull um, because I think Max is going to consistently have great races. And I think Checo is going to sneak in with, you know, like a Baku win again this year. Um, and obviously I love science, but I think Checo might still have a better season than science as a uh, second driver. Um, and my wild prediction of the year is that we are going to see Fernando Alonso on the top step of a race again this year, of the podium? I hope that's not wild. I hope that's. I hope that happens. That would be. Like, oh, okay. Is that not wild enough? Um. Okay, I'm going to keep it like that for now. I'll get back okay. to you. We'll we'll develop it throughout the year. Runde, what do you say? I'm not to agree. It's going to be Charles Leclerc. Let's go on, on okay, so it's a round of Charles Leclerc. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it we, we are a Charles Leclerc podcast, though. <laughs> um, and then, um, I, I think the Ferrari will be the, the, the constructors' champion as well. I, I really do think that they like Carlos. Carlos doesn't think of himself as a B driver. I don't know if they'll end up causing like crashing issues and stuff like that. But assuming that they're disciplined, I think they can consistently pull off one, not necessarily even one twos, but even one threes and stuff like that, especially once the Mercedes gets into the mix as well, right? And you have six cars fighting. Um, my bold prediction is a Haas win. We'll take it. I like that. Not even a Haas podium, here. just a Haas no, win. A straight up win <laughs> in like okay. the range. A one, a one hit wonder. <laughs> Uh, you already know who's going to win the, the driver's championship um, for the constructor's championship I'm going to have to agree with Karun here I think that the driver pairing between with, with, between Charles and Carlos is, is brilliant I think Carlos is, is going to have his, his like coming to age year this year and I think he's going to perform better than Sergio Sergio is Checo, Checo is the guy, but I, I do think... Uh, and I, I don't even perform. disagree. I mean, you guys know I love Carlos Sainz as well. I just wanted yeah. to throw it out there. <laughs> easily, easily. Very Switch consistent. Extremely consistent, and he's a tire whisperer. And I will say my bold prediction of the year is that uh, Tarouche is going to streak across the Montreal track when we go to visit. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, very, very doable. Very doable. It is. It is. It is. Uh, look forward when to the cars it. aren't running. Up, when the cars aren't running. Exactly. High exactly. Uh, yeah, but 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 your boys from the box 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 podcast will be will be attending their first uh, Grand Prix together. Uh, catch set Montreal this year. We'll have a stand up. We'll have. We'll, we'll be live streaming. <laughs> well, we'll be on Facebook Live the whole time. <laughs> um, to all our listeners and and fans out there. Uh, all three of you, we we greatly mm-hmm. greatly appreciate your support, um, and and Come watch on. out because box 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 is uh, we're gonna be big this year. Box, box, box. box. <laughs> 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 you have to edit that last part out. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I like it.